0: Party time mom welcome to another episode of the Chad Braithers show it is off the rails thursday here in the mothership which is studio 22 going to get wild and crazy kayla flying us into the nether regions of all things poetry today thank you kayla Candice, the queen of the ethiopians making her making her uh her regression her her recession her her egression i don't even know what you're doing you're leaving you're leaving what a bitch do you know this? I, wait, she's leaving? She's leaving. Where's she going? She's going to work for Megyn Kelly. Oh, okay. We're, we're moving on up to the East Side. And I'm telling you, ah. people are pissed off. Is it because of me? Did I, did I come back and you were like, I'm out of here? Every time Heaton shows up. That's every time exactly. the mighty one, Andrew mm-hmm. Heaton, shows up, mm-hmm. somebody leaves. Yeah. That's
1: exactly what happened. Stirring
0: stuff up. Apologies. He, I I'll, mean, I'll send
2: you a new uh, producer. I'll find one. I'll go down to the Greyhound station. We're probably going to have Chris Cruz. Yeah. Probably gonna, you know why? Because we keep recycling
0: the that same old crap l- literally around literally
2: the person I was planning to pick up from the Greyhound station. I was going to show up with the car and be like, Chris, get in! There and he is. Just drop sitting over here. there on
0: the other side of, of Candace. Just mm-hmm. look at that. We're so used to seeing beautiful Candace sitting there. Sleek and regal. Can, can I say, this is nice because this is the first time I've been on the
2: new set. I realize you've been here for a while. Yeah. But from, from my perspective, like last time I did this, you had an unair-conditioned garage, and those were horrible days. it, it was you, terrible. The, the The solution we came up with was bourbon, and yeah. that's, that's how we basically dealt with the heat. So this is really nice. I'm
0: liking this, and See, it's he, he, fascinating to, to encounter these people sober. It's been an interesting little. Um, it's been an interesting little um, transition because you know back then we could do a little more of a podcast format. Mm-hmm. We just had to get the ad reads in at a certain time, but we didn't have commercial breaks, right? So. Back then, we could talk for an hour, 45 minutes. Right. You and I would draw a topic out, mm-hmm. of, the, out, of, the, uh, out of the Army helmet, uh, topics that Candace had collected. And then, and then Candace would be flashing those cards saying, like, I have to go. It's my
2: mom's birthday. Yeah. I have to go. I've got a plane flight. And we would just blaze through it. Yeah. We just did not care. We this had like this hour, was the we'd
0: priority. Take, we'd take, like, an hour, 45 yeah. minutes. Uh, discuss aliens and, uh-huh. and you know, the ones from outer space and the ones from Venezuela. Mm-hmm. And we would just get obliterated. Uh huh. Yes, exactly. It was to- a lot of fun. I'm still kind of worried because I don't remember much of it. Like, I remember right. having fun, but I'm like, I wonder what I talked about. But yeah, it was it was a good time. So, people who've watched the show, and I always start out, it's party time, mom. They'll come on here, guests or whatever, people be watching. They're like, why do you say that? I'm like, because my mother used to say, I like the show until y'all turn it into party time. Mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm.
0: that's what we always did. And, uh, and, you know, my contract comes up with the Blaze, I think, in September. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll have me back. I don't know. Really? Okay. I could yeah. be on the bubble. If you want, if you want, uh-huh. you can come work out of my
2: 13-foot fiberglass <laughs> camper with me. It's going to be the 13-foot fiberglass camper that I purchased here about a, uh, coming up on a year ago. It's cozy for one person. It's very cozy for two
0: people. Yeah. So if you want to come work out of that, we'll just, we'll have a good synergy going on. Yeah. Options open to you. Andrew Heaton, for those of you who don't know, and I don't know how you wouldn't know unless you just don't live on this planet, of course, mm-hmm. he is a former host here on The Blaze. Welcome back. He is, a, he is a freelance all over the place, wide open, doing everything. Where are you at? You're in Tulsa now? I'm in Tulsa. I, I'm in,
2: yeah, a fine city. I, I got a I love to move Tulsa. to Tulsa. I had, So after I left The Blaze, I had moved to California, and I went to Los Angeles for the networking. Right. In January of last year. Now, uh, it's probably easy to forget this, but there was actually a pandemic that happened Mm, in 2020. I recall. And so I was out there. I was there for one month where I got to enjoy life in Los Angeles before it completely shut down. And then I I, I decided this is ridiculous. I hate this. I got out of it. I bought a fiberglass camper from an 86-year-old guy named Dave who sold it to me because he just got married. And he didn't think it was big enough for him and his wife to travel around in. And then I did that for a few months. And then I got a grant to Tulsa where I now live.
0: There you go. You know, Tulsa spelled backwards is a slut. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. You that's know. that is
0: the town motto. Right. It's that, actually
2: it's just that. It's Atl- on a sign. Obscious, uh, ominous, slutus. and it's just it's just <laughs> Tulsa spelled backwards
0: means harlot. So they should have their own currency. Mm-hmm. Really, we're working uh, on it. We're working on it. We yeah. were going
2: to. We were going to. Originally, we had wooden nickels. Then we were going to do barter system. We finally moved over to
0: some like like a, a Tulsa Bitcoin they kind of do, thing. They could do. They could. They could have a Bitcoin called Slutter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's that is the goal. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I got a song called uh, Tulsa. Do you? Uh, it's, yeah. It is, she was Tulsa's spell backwards. About an ex-girlfriend. Ah. Uh-huh. A-S-L-U-T. Is she from Tulsa, or did you just, like, you needed you uh, the, the girl, lyrics? The, the, the first verse says, there's a, and we're going to talk about poetry today, mm-hmm. because you wrote a, uh, a, an incredible book of poetry. We're going to talk you. about it. Uh, um, but it says, uh, I met a girl from Oklahoma. She was a real sight to see. Uh, <laughs> I got to sing it. Met a girl from Oklahoma. She's a real sight to see. I knew I had to have her, but would she fall for me? She had long legs, big blue eyes. Uh, no, it says out of my league. Ah, let me do it again. See, you got to see I, it, man. This, this is a problem. Was, is you I've been in Your
2: speaking brain's not kicking exactly. in. You got to go to your singing brain. Put on your karaoke, exactly. Let your heart
0: light bring it out. I met a girl from Oklahoma. She's a real sight to see. I knew I had to have her, but would she fall for me? Um, out of my league, like a fine chablis. She came around way too easily. Talk about her having long legs and blue eyes and blah blah blah. And then she was Tulsa spelled backwards: A S L U T plowed more times than a tractor. She showed her boobies to me. That that I, for a moment
2: I thought that was Steven Pinker. And then I was like, <laughs> no. Do okay, so follow up question. Do you date women based on songs you want to write? Because I, I, I could see you I could see you potentially going, I don't have any songs about it. I need a redhead. I need I need a redhead to finish my album, and then yeah. like going to a conference or something and, and dating somebody.
0: I'll give you an idea of that when I come back, but I'm going to take a quick break uh, because I want to answer that question. Okay, it needs answering. Yeah. Uh, How much equity do you have in your home? 50,000, 100,000, maybe more. Cybercrime experts are alerting homeowners that the more equity you have, the greater the chance foreign and domestic criminals will come after your home title. Home title theft is one of the fastest growing crimes in America today. In fact, uh, Home Title Lock, America's leader in home title protection, is alerting homeowners that they could already be a victim and not know it. Here's how it goes down. First, cyber thieves search hundreds of public databases for high equity homes. Next, they pull your home's online title, forge your signature stating you sold your home and take out loans using your equity. You're not covered by insurance, your bank or common identity theft programs. Protect your most valuable asset. Register your address right now to see if you're already a victim and receive a complete title history of your home. That's $100 value free Go to HomeTitleLock.com, HomeTitleLock.com. We'll be right back. You asked if, uh, you, uh, about women you date. So I've written a number of songs uh-huh. about lovely, lovely women. Uh-huh. Um, we got one It says, uh, um, I knew back in high school I'd make her my wife, spend all those years on a pure virgin life, waited so long for the day to arrive, but on our wedding night I got a surprise. She had a third nipple. <laughs> it was something to see. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it was right it, in the is, middle. Is,
2: is that why when An you and I— An extra mammary. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's okay. When, when you and I watch Total Recall, mm-hmm.
0: is that why you get so aroused? Pretty like much. there's the lady with the three boobs? Honest to God, I sang that in, in Utah— in salt lake city at a a comedy club one night and this girl raised her hand and she said i have one and i said you have one what i'm in the middle of the song right she goes a supernumerary and i said what's that she goes what you're singing about and i said well that doesn't really go in the song but let's try it so she had a supernumerary it was something to see it was right in the middle an extra memory anyway uh yeah well done yeah so it was it was anyway she came up on stage and showed us Cool. So now I I encourage cities to be like Salt Lake City and like form a line to the right and just come on up here and two two hundred years ago she would have been killed as a witch. Yeah,
2: that's exactly right. And and in modern day she gets to come on stage and sing a song with a cowboy. Like our society is
0: really advanced. And apparently her brother, who was sitting there with her uh, I don't know if they were betrothed or espoused, but <laughs> they were, it was Utah. Uh, they they both came up and showed us their supernumeraries. Well, you had one too. So it ran in the face of so the whole they family. Of, they had them in the same location. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you've written a new book. I've written a book. You've written a new book. I I opened up my mailbox the other day and bam, there it was. Andrew mm-hmm. Heaton, mighty mm-hmm. the mighty one. Los Angeles is hideous. Poems about an ugly city. Yes. This is, I believe, arguably the funniest coffee table book about
2: Los Angeles I ever it. written. Now, I, I imagine, Chad, most of your audience is probably very progressive people living in Southern California. Right. So they're going to be slightly much. alienated. Pretty people much. who are not super progressives living in Los Angeles, California, I think will enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, because I, and it is mostly, I'm from Oklahoma. I like trees. I'm not a big fan of parking lots, asphalt, traffic, or heat. And uh, that is predominantly Los Angeles. And I was inspired to write about what an ugly city it is. Yeah. That it is. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. it is. Where can people get this book? If you go to laisugly.com. I love it. You can pick up a copy. Or you can go to amazon.com. To make it easy for everybody, laisugly.com. I didn't even use Los Angeles as hideous because I wasn't sure people would be able to spell it. So laisugly.com. You can get a copy of that book. It's funny. It's absolutely worth it. You will laugh at it. And if you've got like a niece or a nephew... That's thinking about going out to Tinseltown when they graduate, and you want to f- amusingly <laughs> and passive aggressively let them know they're doomed. That yeah. book is
0: the way to do it. This, this, and did you write in any style of poetry or prose, or was it just free? This, this
2: was so. Let me set the stage for. I mentioned that I went out to Los Angeles right before the before yeah. the pandemic. I. So viscerally reacted to that city, like, and I, I moved. I looked at Los Angeles this way, yeah. like, you, you know how there's there's these these movies you'll watch where like a young Angelou marries just this corpulent 95 year old guy, but he's got a lot of money. That's why I moved to LA. I knew I wasn't going to like LA, but right. but I, but there was reasons to go there for for comedy, and there was going to be all this networking. When that dried up, I was like, why am I here? This place is horrible. So yeah. I would walk around, and I was just I was truly inspired by just the asphalt carbuncle that is that city. And I had to commu- I had to text people and go, this is so ugly. Can I tell you about how ugly this place yeah. is? And it eventually congealed into a book, yeah.
0: much like Los Angeles congealed into a city. L.A. is not a pretty city. No. Um, I've had people, of course, I have management. I've had agents out there. Yeah. Uh, I've spent a lot of time out there pitching shows to the networks. Mm-hmm. So I've had people who travel out there with me and they're like, this is great. I'm like, you're only seeing the best parts. Yeah. You're only seeing... The red carpet stuff. This is you're you're staying in, you know, the West Hollywood area where the men are pretty, and I can wear a cowboy hat and I look like a, a, a member of the village people. Right. It, you yeah, know what I'm saying. There there are nice there are nice
2: elements about it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say overall, definitely not pretty. There are pockets that are pretty. I will never live there. I will never live like that. Nor shall I. For for, for most of the people that moved to Los Angeles, you're going to basically upgrade from beer can to beer can like a hermit crab. You're going from a bad (laughs) beer can to a slightly nicer beer can, and that's going to be the arc of your domestic life. And uh, there are truly beautiful people out there. At the same time, though, like I was kind of freaked out by like, I don't think male or female, you should be ashamed of aging. We all age, right? right? And like, I was kind of thrown off by the amount of guys with like shoe shine polish in their hair, and like mm-hmm. women that started to look kind of like cats from all the plastic yeah. surgery. And I was like, this is just weird to me. Uh, and uh, uh, <laughs> it, yeah, it it it, it is uh, not an attractive place. And also, like, it's. It doesn't have to be that way. That's the other thing, too. Like um, part of the reason that I think it's so ugly is it's so sprawling. Mm -hmm. It's so just massively sprawling. And that's not accidental or it it is accidental, but it's not. um, It it was avoidable. Like the, the reason that that happened and I'll say Los Angeles is not unique in this regard, but a lot of the sprawl we have in the United States is because of old racist housing regulations. Yeah. Where, yeah, so like like when, when FDR became president and they started the Federal Housing Administration, I'm going to, I promise the book is funny, but I'm going to go wonky for just a second. There you go. Uh, you're getting behind the scenes, right? Um, the city fathers were racist and they didn't want black people to move into the neighborhoods. And they were afraid that if everybody got a, a mortgage, that the, there'd be all these black people moving in. So what they did was they outlawed multifamily units, apartment buildings. That way you had to buy a house because you're more likely to buy a house if you were white. And... Houses at the time could form neighborhood covenants where you had to get everybody's permission to move into the neighborhood, right. try and keep out ethnic minorities. And it's better than it used to be in that regard, but they never got rid of those regulations. So you can't build up in Los Angeles. So you have to build out. So it becomes right. it's just mat. It's like pouring cellulite out on a driveway and just, just
0: <laughs> bubbles out like pancake syrup. Yeah, it's it, that's exactly the way it is. It is sprawling. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a never ending uh, Gotham of asphalt, pavement and traffic. Yeah, you can't stand it. Laundromats and Broken Dreams. It is. And, uh, and homeless people outside the Walgreens mm-hmm. uh, hoping that you will dump some change their way. And they smell really bad, too. Uh, let me tell you, I uh, don't like it. And Back when I was pitching ideas to Fox and CBS and you know, I was with Lionsgate and they were, they were pushing these sitcoms that I had written, I would go out there and I would pitch them and I would do a fantastic job at the networks. And I would come home and I would pray, please don't buy this idea please don't buy this idea because i knew they would want me to move to la and i just couldn't stomach the idea of doing it yeah i you'd have to
2: i would need a lot more than hope and a chance to move to los angeles at this point in my career i would need a lot of money and several wives to induce me like even if if i fell in love with one woman and she's like we're moving to la i'd be like you got to make this tag team effort like this is
0: this is not enough for me for la i'll move to new hampshire yeah, about Alaska? Those seem nice. Yeah, like unless I'm trading bodies and, and lives with Dan Balzerian, <laughs> I'm not going to L.A., right? This is not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, with scantily clad women all over the house just working out, hanging out, eating grapes. Each even, other. Even
2: then, eventually, I'm still going to be humid. I'm yeah, still going to be still, hot. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like like at some point, that's going to wear out for me.
0: So L.A., I mean, it is what it is. L.A., Los Angeles is hideous poems about an ugly city. And, and the beauty of this, as I was looking through it and I was reading it, uh, some of these <laughs> an ode to traffic mm-hmm. fire season. Uh, congratulations for putting letters on a hill. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> only cowards fear winter
2: is another one. There's, it's not. There's, there's only cowards fear winter. And then I thought better of it. And I wrote an entirely different poem called more about cowards in winter.
0: <laughs> yeah, there it is. Like, more about is, cowards in winter. another
2: too. I think that this is the, the big draw, allegedly, for Los Angeles is that it's the, the, the weather is so clement. Uh, And and the problem I have with that is I think you need to have winter to remind you you're gonna die. I think that that is if you don't have it aging sneaks up on you and you wake up and you're 47 and you're wearing a hoodie and you have a skateboard and stuff. (laughs) You need to have autumn. Where you go, oh, nuts. Someday I'm going to die. I need to get my life together. Right? Exactly. It's very easy when you're out you, in you perpetual just never summer. Ends. Yeah.
0: Just, you don't feel the times are changing. You, you're
2: 52 and you're like, I own bean bags. Exactly. I sleep on a bean bag and I'm 52. You need autumn.
0: Right. All the leaves are brown and the sky is gray. <laughs> right. Yeah. California. Nope. Not. That's mm-hmm. not the way it works. They, the mamas and the papas lied. Yeah. Agreed. The mamas and the papas lied to us. Mm-hmm. But you know what I think is no matter what sprawling uh, negative existence of, of, of a metropolis you existed, you could take these poems and apply them in many ways to a lot of different cities. Yeah. But this, of course, specific to Los Angeles. I like it. Los Angeles is definitely the most Los Angeles. Yeah. Of an, <laughs> it is the most they're, Los, they're, they're all, Los th- Angeles. There are there sprawling
2: is. cities. It's It's like... I played this game once called Pokemon, and there's yeah. like different, they, they grow. Los Angeles is the end result yeah. of all of these different things. And it's, it's, it's a unique thing unto itself. Yeah. And at some point in time, it will fall into the ocean. Mm-hmm. There's mo- actually a poem about that. It's yeah. called The Big One. And uh, it's, it's at the end of the, it, 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 end of the thing. And I, I'm not, because I, I don't have it in front of me, and I don't yeah. have a very good memory. But basically, lo, the prophets have said, the earth has given itself an enema.
0: Yeah. And that will be when it slides into the ocean. There it is. The big one. One day. The tectonic plates themselves will shudder at the ugliness, the traffic, the cost, the cilantro, mm-hmm. and the city will wail and clatter like jenga blocks at closing time. Sayeth earthquake, nay, the earth itself is gagging. When she finally wretches hard enough and lets loose the big one, this wretched people clot, this horrid, horrid asphalt carbuncle, will slough into the drink, and the prophet shall com- proclaim, lo, the earth. Hath given herself an enema.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, my! My hope, by the way, Chad, is that this does so well that I become national poet laureate. <laughs> I think that that would be quite. You the should coup. be
0: the L- poet laureate of California.
2: I would. That would be. You know what? I. The should, irony like, is. <laughs> Thick. figure out and that might happen too right because like people in northern california love making fun of southern california of people in uh, san diego they like making fun of los angeles too yeah. so i would love to, if you're in california and you'd like for me to become your poet laureate you're about to recall your governor you can probably recall
0: your poet laureate i don't know like replace that could. person with me there's like and and i mean it's not like there's there's not there's no plethora of choices out there Um, unlike the governor run, the gubernatorial run in California. Mm -hmm. There's like 20 running now. Yeah, yeah. Well, but it's also like... In California, just to write a rite of passage. This happens per,
2: Except last time, I feel like it was more interesting, though, right? Because like last time, they had a, a a governor recall, like Arnold Schwarzenegger ran, Gary yeah. Coleman ran, yeah, uh, a, a bunch of like adult film stars ran. Like yeah. it was really interesting. And this time around, there might be such people running, but I don't, I don't, I don't know of them.
0: I'm not getting that news. Have you? Well, uh, Caitlyn Jenner's running. Okay, Caitlyn Jenner's running. I saw Caitlyn last week. Really? Uh, here in Dallas. Okay, um, she was at the CPAC uh-huh. convention. And uh, she walks like a man. Hmm. She walks like a man. Very um, feet, kind of like see, duck is, feet. is she a Republican? She is.
2: Then, um, like, if you if if you're one of the people that voted for Trump because you wanted to have a bull in a china shop and you wanted <laughs> to make liberal heads explode,
0: having a Republican transgender governor would yeah. be the way to do it. That would definitely that would be the, way, would to be the way to like. Really she's getting a lot of support. Mm-hmm. A lot of support. People always ask me in my governor run, uh, they say, you know, do you have skeletons in your closet? I say, yes, I do. All, I, my skeletons are out there, but at least I don't have a boner in my dress. Huge difference. Huge difference. Yeah. But California could possibly get a governor with balls.
2: Uh, I'm going to demure on this one. <laughs> I, I don't know the contents of Caitlyn Jenner's trousers or dress. Oh, they're uh, still did, there. Did you still know intact. that, that uh, um, I ran for vice president on the Whig Party ticket in yeah. 2020? How is the Whig Party? It's doing great. I brought it back. Um, we decided we weren't going to field a presidential candidate. We didn't think we were up to that. So we didn't run a presidential candidate. <laughs> yeah. I was the top of the ticket as vice president. Yeah. And I ran. Uh, and we had, we started doing a convention online. And it ended up being this weird thing where, people we needed uh electors in order to run like we needed state electors to so we could get on balance and people started going can my dog do it and i was like sure yeah we can have and and then it ended up everybody people i don't really want to do it but i'd like my dog to do it and so right now the Whig party has more dogs than humans (laughs) which i think is a great sign
0: for a growing party yeah and you could actually you have the elephant you have the donkey you could have the dog Mm-hmm. For the Whig Party, and well, just no, throw- we 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 actually we 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 uh we did
2: votes on this, um you know like Democrats are blue, Republicans are red, we went with plaid. I like plaid it. is our color. I like it. And uh, raccoon. We, there was a really intense debate between platypus, amoeba, and raccoon, I and like raccoon this. came out on
0: top. So All raccoon's right. the mascot. Yeah, I like it. Hey, uh, with major corporations going woke, somewhat like the Whig Party and canceling free speech. We need to partner with companies deserving of our trust. Do you know that many wireless companies support left-wing causes, causes that threaten our freedoms and beliefs? Patriot Mobile is different. I was visiting with them, actually, talking about CPAC. I was visiting with the Patriot Mobile folks the other day. Fantastic, uh, fantastic conservative company uh, for wireless service. They donate a portion of every dollar to organizations that fight for causes that you and I care about Right now, they have two great offers to choose from: get 50% off your first two months, or $100 off any phone. Both come with free premier activation. Go to patriotmobile.com/chad for details. Patriot Mobile has the broadest nationwide coverage and uses the same towers as the major providers. So, you get great service for less money. I've moved everything over to Patriot Mobile, and they're fantastic. Go to patriotmobile.com/slash Chad or call the top rated US-based team at 972 Patriot. That's 972 Patriot. Veterans and first responders are going to save even more. Switch to Patriot Mobile, a company you can trust to support your values. Patriotmobile.com/slash Chad. What did I say? Patriotmobile.com/slash Chad or 972 Patriot. We'll be right back. You know, I'm running for governor. I heard that. I don't want to. They, they drafted it. you. No, I'm just doing it. Wait, I, you don't want to, but you're just doing it? I'm just doing it. Think you fell into it? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, am a, I will put it this way I'm a reluctant candidate. I, it's not something that I woke up and said, you know what? By God, I want to jump into this cesspool, this porta potty drainage of politics. I didn't want to, but mm-hmm. I got passionate about doing something. Okay. And uh, in, in, in getting, working to get government out of people's lives. That's, that's my, that's people like, what do you want to do? I was like, I want I want government to do its thing and remain in the shadows yeah. and 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 represent people and function in such a way that you don't even think about them doing it. That's how good your life is. You
2: know, it was I think it was whoever maybe founded Cato. Mm-hmm. I think had a had a line about the best government on the planet would be. The best country on the planet would be one where you're not afraid to drink the water and you can't remember the name of the president. That's exactly and right. And I'm like, I buy that. Because I, like, I, I'm, I'm not an anarchist. I want there to be a government. There's sure. stuff it needs to do. Uh, but I don't want it to be the the overall thing in my life. And I also like, because I do political media, like I host a show called The Political Orphanage. That's right. my podcast. So I, like, I'm like i involved in this world. And I'll talk to friends and they'll, they'll be apologetic if they don't follow politics. And I'm like, f- first of all, you shouldn't be. Because if you don't, like... I, like, I probably only vote for three quarters of the things on the menu because yeah. I don't know the other quarter and I don't want to screw up the election by being an <laughs> idiot. So right. I, I withhold if I don't know what I'm doing. But beyond that, like, we live in a republic. One yeah. of the great things about America is you don't have to be political all the time. You can right. go live your life. You can go to the movies. You can do these things. There are times where you need to step up and do stuff. Yeah. But for the most part, though, politics is supposed to be secondary to the American experience. Right. It's not supposed to be the thing we all do. Yeah. The thing we all do
0: is nothing because we're an individual country where right. we, we define what happiness is and what our purpose that's why when i say things like being a reluctant candidate people are like well what do you mean you don't care you're not passionate about what you're doing you're not in it to win it and i'm like no you're missing the point politics should be boring but we prior to prior to let's say the clinton administration maybe the rate maybe you could go back to reagan i don't know we just you, you did you knew some of the cabinet members. Yeah, you knew their names, right? Right. Then by the Trump administration, like you knew every right. person that was in the cabinet.
2: Well, I, I knew the Department of the Interior. That's messed yeah, I mean, up. You know I should like, not and know everybody's, the everybody's of the being Department indicted, of the Interior persecuted,
0: yeah. prosecuted. You know, accused, alleged. I mean, it's like we've made this a hobby. We've made it a, a, a passionate hobby, and we're all just like we're all political science experts you, online. I, I've thought a lot about this, and and what I think is
2: causing that is. I, I think two phenomenon, we were, we were talking earlier about like, I, I'm, I'm a secular guy, so mm-hmm. I'm not saying this to try and get people to go to church because I don't go to church. Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, there is an endemic religious impulse to human beings. I think that it's inbuilt. I don't think it's some kind of weird um, intellectual parasite a la yeah. uh, uh, Dawkins. I think that there's, there's an impulse in people to be a part of a group Mm -hmm. And to have a philosophy that brings order to an otherwise chaotic universe. And religion has historically done that. There are other things you can do. I love Star Trek. That's what I got. Mm -hmm. I got Star Trek. I've got Gene Roddenberry and Star Trek conventions. Works for me. (laughs) But for a lot of people, um, they they dropped religion. They kept the impulse. And they settled on politics as the thing that they're going to get out of that void, which I think is a horrible, horrible substitute because you can be Lutheran without hating Catholics. Right. You can be Jewish without having to go defeat the Muslims. You can – religion can absolutely do that and has, but it doesn't have to. Politics is predicated on beating other people. Got to beat somebody else. And if, if you're going to make that the center of your worldview, that is not a healthy thing. And the, the other thing that I think has happened is um, – We've, we've really had, over the last 30, 40 years, a decline in social capital in the United States. And it's a bunch of different factors that have happened. But it, it used to be, if you were to go back to 1960, and like uh, Robert Putnam talks about this in Bowling Alone, we kind of peak around the, the, the mid-60s, late 60s, um, you probably knew your neighbors. Mm-hmm. You probably were part of multiple civic organizations, which meant you were, you were part of the Elks Lodge. But you were also in a bowling league, and maybe you were in a garden club and all these different things. And the result of that was that you— First of all, you knew people other than their political identity. You and I would know each other because we we're part of the bow and arrow lodge. We go shoot bows and arrows, right. and you're a Republican and I'm a Whig. But you know what? I know I know Chad is a straight shooter, a literal straight shooter with literal, arrows. Yeah. And then when, or you know, like I, I go to the Lutheran church, you go to Lutheran church. We're both deacons. And we, under, we understand each other as humans primarily, and then we understand each other as political. And as that's all atrophied, the only remaining thing people are a part of, a lot of the time, is politics. Yeah. And and I again, I think that that's such a corrosive thing. It would be far better to understand people as multifaceted, as having different interests, as having different things, and and their political orientation being secondary to who they are as a person. But yeah. we've made it first front and center.
0: And I think it's very dangerous. Well, and you've alluded to this in conversation, talking about how you know you got comedians. We're both comedians. We we've both you know we tell jokes for a living we're lighthearted we're tongue in cheek right mm-hmm. but the first thing you want to do a lot of these comedians they jump on Twitter first thing in the morning they wake up and they start going after each other yes and and it's it gets toxic that's why I'm pretty much not even on yeah, Twitter I, I anymore. don't I I basically go on Twitter to. Uh, it is helpful for. Networking. I see the news and, and a little yeah. bit of networking, and I check the messages every yeah, now. I'll and Yeah, I'll check then. the
2: messages. But and otherwise, I, I I tweet out jokes and things. Right. But I, but I don't. First of all, I don't want to waste my life fighting with strangers who exactly. are probably sitting on a toilet right on now. On a toilet. That is the dumbest thing I can do with my time. G- learn guitar. I, Be like Chad. I, exactly. I tell people all if the I, time. If I learned guitar instead of being on Twitter. I could have turned Los Angeles the Hideous into an album and I would have three wives
0: and a million dollars. That's right now. exactly right. <laughs> but go, instead, I wasted my time tweeting and now I don't know how to play guitar. Go get my album filled with my <laughs> musical poetry, Y'all Shut Up, mm-hmm. uh, which was number one in the charts for quite some time. Uh, comedy charts.
2: Mm-hmm. But,
0: but, but there but, weren't any new releases. But, but, that but, week. I, but
2: I, I, I do think you're right, though. I think social media is another part of this because it, it gives you. It, it, it gives people uh, a sense of applause, and yeah. and, I, like, I, I, and then pe- people really want to be on a team, mm-hmm. and people also crave opposing a team. It's not just that I want to be on a team. I need a team to fight, and that can be funneled in good ways. It, in, in the market, market competition is a good thing. It makes stuff cheaper. Yeah. Um, it's, it can be like if we're, we're attorneys, we need to be competitive as attorneys. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how the system works. Um, sports. Wonderful example of benign rivalry happening um, that you can funnel that impulse into, but when you put it in politics, it
0: becomes this whole other beast, and it, uh, it makes everything toxic. It's so toxic. I, we used to sit on the toilet and read the shampoo bottles. You know, <laughs> I mean, we were kids. I mean, we just try to figure out what the hell tetracyclate number five was yeah, and why we yeah, were rubbing yeah. it on our head. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know, and study the wallpaper patterns and whistle. Mm -hmm. And hope the JCPenney catalog would come in, you know, and they they would have an extra page of lingerie. Right. That's the only
2: only place I could find cleavage in Oklahoma. I'm I'm from the town of
0: Footloose, basically. Uh, Now, now we take our phone in there and we sit on the toilet for 30 minutes and we peruse social media. Uh, Every phone on the planet has been on the toilet with us. And then they flush the toilet and the aerosolization occurs and the contents of the bowl coats everything within a 15 foot radius. And then you have a doo doo phone. This phone has been contaminated, and you're going to put it up against your face and then bitch at other people for not wearing a mask about COVID.
2: I had not thought about that. And you just changed my life. Hold on. Wait, I don't want to lose track of something. So I I am not in the thick of politics because I'm not running for it. I, as we know, am a very funny poet, right? Uh So everybody loves me. Yeah. You're running for governor is now that you've, because you've been a political commentator, you're now a political candidate um does it have you found people to be generally nice have nope. you, like like okay so it is, it is hate and bile filled yep uh when you're in it okay and is, not is not it that, addictive cuz you get like when people lose they keep running again and again and i assume there's yeah. something addictive to yeah. it
0: i i would assume for some there is it's not for me okay. i'm i'm Proving a point in what I'm doing. So once you finish your th- three terms as governor, you're done. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. you know, three four terms. Yeah. Once Once I finish this right. dynasty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, seven wives later, I'm yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm uh, done with uh, this uh, thing. Adopt
2: some Roman's kid. No, I. I Honestly, God,
0: I don't have whatever that genome is that causes people to want to continue being in an office somewhere. Activism is one thing where you're actually out doing something. Yeah. Where you're doing something, but but this this whole. Quest for power, or whatever mm. you want to call it. I mean, you're going to spend. You know, Greg Abbott. Let's say Greg Abbott was to win again the governorship of Texas. He's going to spend a hundred million dollars on this campaign, to, running and going. It's just what's going to happen because. And it's going to happen on the other side, too. Let's say Robert Francis O'Rourke runs. He's going to spend ninety to to $100 million to try to get elected governor. So you're in $200 million. Why would someone spend $100 million to get a job that only pays you $153,000 a year? The, 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 the economics in that just doesn't match up. So obviously there is something in its DNA, whether it's the mm-hmm. power, the control, the ability to monetize everything you touch. I don't know. Uh, whatever. I don't have that. I don't want Man. that. I'm trying to prove a point. I'm trying to make a point. Uh, because I believe that some rights were infringed and some constitutionality was lost and some things happened that I disagreed with. And so I'm like, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and we're going to do what we can to try to primary Greg Abbott. And based on prior conversations with you, you take the very odd position that politics
2: should not be the permanent domain of an elite class that's well established and Yeah, chooses it's, its it own. should not be
0: the country you, club.
2: You have this very odd idea that anybody yeah. can run for office exactly. instead of being vetted by like, the proper like authorities. Like, Milt
0: has been a member of the country club for years. Yeah. It's time for him to yeah, serve yeah, as the chairman right. of the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on a second. Hey, wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that helps you sleep focus uh act be better there is and uh if if you have 10 minutes headspace can change your life you heard of this headspace yeah it's pretty interesting headspace uh See, it's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. We should do it in the SCAMP. We should go in there yeah. and yeah, create yeah, a yeah. sweat lodge out of the SCAMP, it, uh, yeah. your little trailer. We'll,
2: we'll, we'll have some spirit visions. We'll
0: meditate. It'd be It'll awesome. Be good. We'll mm-hmm. use Headspace. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I use it on the plane. Uh, it's, it's one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation. Just for you, uh, you need some help falling asleep. Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. Headspace is backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, over 60 million downloads. Headspace makes it easy for you to build a life-changing meditation practice with mindfulness that works for you on your schedule anytime. Some of these politic people, political people, they need Headspace. Headspace. Uh, you'll feel happier folks you deserve it headspace is meditate is meditation made simple go to headspace.com slash chat that's headspace.com slash chad they'll give you a free one month trial with access to headspace's full library of meditations for every situation uh best deal offered right now head to headspace.com slash chat be right back So if you were going to run for office, what would you do? There are three jobs I would have in
2: politics, gladly. Yeah. Uh, if you ever become president, I think I'd make a very good ambassador. Mm-hmm. I think I'm good at, like, communicating between groups. I'd enjoy that, right? But you can't run for ambassador, unfortunately, so I can't do that. I don't have enough money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I would really enjoy being a small-town mayor. I think that would be fun. And I would really enjoy being a state legislator. The reason I say that is... I like policy a lot. I enjoy it and I enjoy coming up with solutions to problems and I like meeting people, but I don't think I'd want to do anything more than that because the idea of like politics where I'm basically meeting all of my constituents personally and I can interact with them personally and go, I get where you're coming from. This is where I'm coming from. I like that. When you start scaling up, the amount of influence you have of the situation diminishes a lot. And then the nature of the campaign changes. Because mm-hmm. like like I think the way we're we're currently doing American politics, we we have a two party system and it's not an open primary. You're you're running for a specific group of people, and a lot of the time you do that by putting up a lightning pole of how much you hate the other group. I don't think hate's a good thing. I agree. So like I don't I don't run based on hatred, right? I don't I don't my personal life's not that way. So I but I I think I could like on a on a low level I could be like, look, I'm here to represent everybody. Like you're a constituent and I, your views are always welcome, that kind of thing. Anything above that, I don't think I I don't think I could win, and I don't think I'd want to do it. Yeah. So By I way, I don't think I could win now. <laughs>
0: been, but maybe when I'm 60 I could be a state legislator. There you go. I uh I, I that's why I've been hitting small town Texas. Like I haven't been going to the big cities. Uh Fort Worth, I'm there well, this show's airing tonight. I'm there tonight, mm-hmm. uh Thursday night. Um that's as big as it. I mean, I'm I'm in little towns in these little small pockets of Texas. And and I go out and I with nothing to gain but to be able to shake somebody's hand and hear their story. That's where we've been campaigning. Mm-hmm. I, I jokingly tell people we're as grassroots as it gets, which is politispe- politispeak speak for we're broke. Right. <laughs> we don't have the multinational corporations. We don't have the lobbyist groups. We don't have the big donors. We don't have any of that stuff. Just one dollar here, two dollars there. We're doing great. We haven't spent a dime on advertising yet. Which is phenomenal. We can't continue to function that way. We're gonna. We got to get. It's got to be more than social media and Blaze subscribers Mm -hmm. uh, in the state of Texas that are that are supporting us. But no, you. It's 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 gotten. uh, What I've discovered is. When you say you're going to run, you know, when you're in the entertainment business, people put you over here and say, he's an entertainment. He's he's eclectic. He's eccentric. You don't, he just does things. Yeah. He gets away with it, right? When you throw your hat in the ring to do politics, now they're going to analyze every move. Well, he said this. I mean, did you, I mean, did he mean to say that? Did he, you know, was this? I mean, and, and I. And you're not somebody, you don't run what you're thinking through a focus
2: group. No, I, I don't. I've never known uh, you to be somebody that of, has
0: a lot of inner censorship mechanisms. Yeah, there's, there's not a fine, silted yeah. filter Uh, and so, but I discovered that there are hired trolls out there. Yeah. So they'll literally hire people who will have, I don't know, maybe 50 Facebook profiles and they'll just flop between profiles and they'll come onto your deal and they'll just troll it with some negative thing. They're not real. It's not a real deal. And they get your people all fired up because let's face it. Our supporters are rabid fans. I mean, they, they fight for me. God bless you. It's humbling the way they do it, but I mean they're like, mm, don't piss off the rednecks. And trust me, we we have we're reaching a demographic that some of these uh, big guys just can't reach. They just can't reach. So, but but they do send the trolls our way. Yeah. And I, I've just realized I'm not even dealing with real people. Yeah, it just it just gets ugly. It's vitriolic. See, and like, like, this is
2: like I, I like. I'm guessing this is not featuring prominently in the in the Texan election But like I think ranked choice voting is a great idea mm-hmm. The reason I think ranked choice voting is a great idea one is it like I don't fit on the two-party system So a lot of the time I'm not gonna vote for Republican or Democrat. I would like to be enfranchised into the system That's a way to do it, but I think it also has a completely different thing Um are like uh, there are like three states that do ranked choice voting And I was talking to somebody that was running in it and it changes the equation because if yeah. you don't have ranked choice voting if It's just Republican versus Democrat what American politics is now is, look, I know you don't like me, but that guy's, well, oh man, even worse. So like, vote for the, the, the guy you hate the least, right? But right. I, I'm, I'm going to vote based on hatred. You do, you do it based on rank choice voting. Um, like I, I talked to a guy where he went and met with, he, he met with the Libertarian Party and he was Republican. And he came in and he's like, vote Libertarian. Makes total sense. Put me number two. Let me tell you why. And you can't run based on hatred then as easy because you're going, you can vote for whoever you want to. I have to convince you to like me now. And I yeah. have to convince you, if you've got all the options you want, I have to tell you why I'm the best option instead of running on why that
0: option's going to ruin the country. See, and we have these symposiums and these forums coming up where, of course, Greg Abbott is invited. He's not going to come. He's declined all of them. Does he not do debates? Uh, he doesn't need to. Yeah. I mean, he's got a war chest of $70 million. He's the incumbent. Yeah. He doesn't need to. Um, and plus, he knows he's the people want him primaried. That are showing up at those things with me and Don Huffines and Alan West to to have our little symposium. That audience is going to boo him. They're going to boo him whether he's there. They're going to boo mm. him whether, whether he's not there. Uh, you know, Greg Abbott knows what he's getting into with that, so he just avoids it altogether. But when we get together, I don't know what those guys' strategies. But I know what we've had conversations about. You know, I see those guys. I hug their neck. I shake their hands. We have a conversation. It's fine. You know, and and my my outlook on that is. Hey, if you like Don better than me, vote for Don. We could still be friends. Yeah, I could be friends with you. I could still be friends with Don. It's all good. I'm not mad about anything with Don. Don didn't take my constitutional rights. Don didn't spend $295 million on contact tracing last year. Taxpayer money. Don's not crowdsourcing a wall. You know, Don, Don's not shutting down your business uh, and so on and so forth. I'm friends with Don. Don and I really have sort of the same mission just have a different voice. So if you don't like me, there's Don. See what I'm saying? That it's so that the whole mudslinging and the murky politics, I'm out on that. Yeah. And they come at me and I'm and like,
2: that, that's again why I don't think I could do it. Cause I just, I don't, I don't like character attacks and yeah. I'm, I like, emphatically to the core of my bones, I try and look at what people are trying to do and separate their intention from their solution, right? Because yeah. like, like for example, like I did a thing on the political orphanage here a few months ago on minimum wage. I think minimum wage is a very bad idea. Raising I it, I think, would put make people unemployed. I think that because I care about poor people and I care about working right. people. And I think that that is a... Uh, a a, a anti positive thing that would happen. Yeah. But the people that are trying to do it, I get what they're trying to do, unless yeah. they're like a giant multinational corporation that's doing it to freeze out their competition. But like just the average person, I can separate that and I can go, You and I want to help poor people. I think you're wrong. You think I'm wrong. That's great. We need to fight about this. But we're not fighting about whether we're bad people. We're fighting about how we as a team are going to help the poor people, right? And that's a very different approach than I'm going to do all politics as how do I look into your dark heart? Yeah. And figure out how you're a bad person yeah. and I'm not really smart enough to handle policy, so I'm just gonna go on you're a bad person. Yeah. Don't you know he's a whore and a
0: cokehead and he's yeah. got Yeah, they all know that.
2: <laughs> I, like, of course. I, I also so I talked to this guy um his name's Rutger Bregman. I and love that name. He's he's Rutger Bregman's a cool Rutger he he came on my show and Rutger Bregman's a fascinating dude to talk to because half the time he sounds like a communist and half the time he sounds like a libertarian, like okay. like a hardcore like anarchist libertarian, so I could never quite pin him down. But he like he 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 wrote this book that's basically talking about how people are for the most part good. You actually don't need to worry about most people. The, the, like if the lights go off we're not going to kill each other with breaks. Don't worry about that, right? right? And he he talked about how like Basically, the further you get up on the political food chain, the more likely you are to be a sociopath. Yeah, Not everybody is, but like he talked about how like typically in politics, having a profound sense of shame is a hindrance to you. Yeah. So like when you're looking at like mayors and you're looking at city council people, te- they tend to be very rooted in the opinion of the people around them. Right. The higher up you get to like the Senate level for president, things like that. You're not worried about shame And it it almost makes you different than the rest of the population It gives you an edge over people like me Who have no backbone And are very influenced by
0: shame I like Rutger Breckman Hang hang tight, more about (laughs) Rutger one minute left and i'm going to use it to remind you that los angeles is hideous you can get it as amazon you can go to los angeles is hideous.com la is ugly la is ugly that's where it was la is ugly Uh Uh-huh.com. la is ugly.com it just rolls off the tongue
2: rolls off the tongue unlike unlike anything aesthetic in los angeles very easy to remember the mighty one andrew heaton i always enjoy our little talks me too it's always a stimulating chat well now that you're in
0: tulsa come off then
2: you will uh you are now my go-to for bail money in texas yes and i will come down and try to get arrested and if i can become governor we'll just expunge things can you make me poet laureate of california as governor of texas no i can't okay um i was testing um, you you
0: know the bounds of the constitution well yeah oh no that that is off the books um but we can give you an honorable mention great okay i'll take it we can we can we can i don't know hide your po- i'll tell you what we'll do in the state house in austin we'll put your poems on the toilet paper perfect in in all the, i want in the yep. lavatories yeah just leave, yeah let's leave it in the bathroom that's fine i'll <laughs> just, take that we just throw it out <laughs> A there great in great the honor building hey watch chad.com uh, come see me in roswell new mexico saturday night me and the ragamuffins watch chad.com is where the fun stuff is thank you for watching we will see you next week love you god bless you talk to you then bye <music>